about the best of life in Harrogate. This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Bonjour, je m'appelle Pete, the one who likes to work from home weekdays in Nairsborough between 10 and 2 on Your Harrogate. We are all about the best of life in Harrogate. You can get us via a smart speaker, the app, this website, yourharrogate.co.uk. That is where you're listening to the podcast, of course. And you can tune your DAB stereo in your car to Your Harrogate as well. At the end of this week, we're going to be at the Harrogate Town Club shop Friday, all thanks to exercise.co.uk, Roger Black MBE is going to be there. But for now, it's been a while since we've done a podcast on a Wednesday, which is very, very good. And this is ace, fascinating stuff. The International Ice Swimming Association World Championships, they take place over in France this weekend. And from Nairsborough, a lady who is known as Open Water Woman, it's time to meet Jackie Hargrave. Jackie, I suppose a, a, a good place to start really is where did your interest in cold water swimming begin? It was about 11 years ago. I used to work at King James's School in Nairsborough and one of the nurses there, was both just started swimming at the same time like in the pool. And she just said, do you fancy it? just popping over somewhere and having a go? And we're like, oh, go on then, we'll, we'll give it a try. And um, so we went over to a place called Swim Your Swim in Doncaster, who are, I guess, really renowned for safety and teaching people how to swim safely in, in cold water. So we went over there and, and we've been going ever since. I've continued with the, I guess, the colder swimming whereas she's she only swims sort of during the summer but yeah we went over there and we go over during the summer we go over two three times a week to swim with them and in the winter I go over once a week to train with them over there and what did you think when you first got in did you were you tempted to get back out and go no it's not for me well the first time I ever got in the in the open water so it wasn't particularly well it no it was cold actually first time I ever went in we were we'd had um they, they taught us how to get in safely how to get out safely it's about it's about looking at the dangers of the water and yourself and recognizing when to get out when when you're in trouble and and when safe and environments everything anyway we got in and we were accompanied by one of the coaches there called Al and um when I first got in literally got up to my waist and I swore because it was it just took my breath away and um sort of they were like no it's fine just breathe through it and and got us into the water we were halfway around the lake and one of the other chaps that was on the course with me just sort of said to this coach Al um you know what do you do sort of to take your mind off swimming in long distances and he just said he said oh I practice my sermons and I just was like oh my gosh he's a vicar and, and I got in swearing and you know carrying on an involuntary swearing and it turns out he was a man of the cloth Brilliant. I mean we've become we're really good friends still and he's forgiven me but oh I was mortified Absolutely mortified. <laughs> oh, I mean you mentioned obviously the safety aspect and that's really important I think before we go any further with the chat because it okay it might be obvious to a lot of people but it isn't as simple as just seeing a piece of open water a lake for example and just going oh i'll go for a swim you need to climatize properly and you need to be with the the people who know don't you not to put anybody off this amazing sport but it's a really important to point out that there are dangers attached to all open water swimming no matter the temperature whether it's environmental or your own health swimming in, in cold water unprepared can be really really dangerous so I think that what I would stress is you know never jump or dive in because of that the cold water shock that you can experience and there's all sorts of dangers for yourself so I think it's really important to go somewhere and learn how to do it safely and properly and you know never swim alone there's, there's certain things that you 
where I train, they recommend that you do. So it's really important. And also to warm up safely as well, because all these things matter and are important. And, and, you know, if you don't, if you're not careful, it can lead to, you know, this sudden immersion can lead to a spike in your heart rate. It can lead to loss of muscle control and hypersemia. There's so many dangers, but if you get in safely and if you go somewhere that, where they train you to look out for yourself and those around you, because if you're in trouble, you t- essentially can put those you're swimming with in trouble as well, you know, put them in danger because you're not recognising it. So my recommendation would be that you do sort of seek out how to do it safely. I mean, it's one of those amazing things that there's been a study that's found that open water swimming can be used effectively to treat some cases of depression, which is amazing. You know, you know so there are there are sort of studies being out there now that are, that are happening that, that are looking towards those massive benefits of this sport. So I really encourage people to do it um, and to try it, but also to do it in a safe way. Is that one of the many things that you love about it? The fact that it, it can really help the body, although initially we all get in and go, whoa, that's cold, and we don't want to do it necessarily straight away again, but persevere and, and you can reap the rewards from it. I think this, from my personal perspective, there's two sort of elements to this. The first one is the feeling of when you get in there and you start, once you've warmed up and you're kind of, you're just swimming away and it's taking in the environment, it's kind of, you feel like you're just breathing nature, you know, it's a lovely thing even stopping mid-swim and having a look around and taking in views that you don't see from any roadside or even even if you're walking it's a lovely thing and it's kind of it's really calming I mean sometimes when you see a fish it's less calming depending how big that fish is I think honestly I've seen some absolute whoppers <laughs> frighten myself to death and then remember um, that you're next to the vicar so you, you, you watch your language again that yeah yeah um but i have fled and left my swim buddy in the middle of a lake before now having seen a huge pike um which she's still not forgiven me for but uh, <laughs> i'm sure she'd do the same had she has seen it and the other side i think from my perspective is that i've become an enduring swimmer so the distances i do um for example i've done windermere two-way windermere one-way so i've done like 21 mile swims i did that swim particularly for um st michael's hospice because my best friend jane um she was in there for six weeks before she died um so it was she basically before she died she said to me please do something to help I've basically they've spent a fortune on me was what she was saying can you just please do something that can just raise a bit of money for them to help them so I sort of in that moment I I would have agreed to do anything Um, so we sort of we she asked me if I'd do that swim so I did that in 2019 so I'm I'm endurance so you always do these big long swims and what have you and then think what's next what's next what's next and I think for me doing the cold the ice swim which is a different thing from the cold swimming because it's it's all to do with temperatures I think the the definition of a of a cold swim or cold water is commonly observed that it's around 10 to 15 degrees whereas the ice swimming that 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 I'm going to be doing is is in water below five degrees so it's 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 a dangerous sport so I think it's one of those things when you've when you've done so many long swims you're just then thinking what can I do next? What can I, what's going to be exciting and invigorating and and just challenge me a bit more? And then it sort of just came naturally this way. So there's two sides to it for me personally, which are those two. And how did you get involved in being part of Team GB? How did that come about? Well, I'd been dipping in the ice water for a couple of years and Somebody I know was was in Doncaster competing in the in the British um, Championships, ready to go to the World Championships. And we, um, Andrea, who I swim with, uh, we both went over there to go and sort of cheer them on and support them. And I saw the amount of work and effort because this isn't just getting in and dipping. This is getting in the water and immediately sprinting. It's, so it's it's a whole different level of stress on your body. 
And I just thought, God, they're such an incredible lot of people to be able to do that. And it takes so much work and dedication and um, immersion in that cold water, continued immersion to get to that point where you're able to do that. And while I was over there, I spoke to um, another one of the coaches, Leon, and sort of said, in a joke, would you think I could do that? And he went, absolutely, you could. He said, with the right training, the right mindset, because that's really important as well. He said, I think you'll be great. So obviously then we had lockdown and what have you. Anyway, it was um, last year and I just thought, I'm just going to go for it. Anyway, I, I applied to do it and was invited to go and compete. And um, yeah, managed to get a place on the um, on the GB team somehow. That's amazing. I know. That's amazing. Every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, this is the Your Harrogate Podcast. We put the article out as, I know you shared it before Christmas, the fact that Bear Grylls' sister, Lara, she's part of the team, isn't she? She is, yes. Um, I train with her probably four or five times a week. We've been really lucky to have the use of um, an outdoor pool that's not been heated. So there's Lara Jonty. Um, he's um, a para swimmer. That's He's from Coke Deaton. So he's out there at the moment. And Emily Smales, who I'm sure you know, Richard Smales' daughter. She's out there as well. So the four of us, we've become a little bit of a, a Yorkshire training group up there so when we were there over at this pool at christmas uh, we went on some on boxing day and he came and joined us that's brilliant yeah it was great has he done some ice water swimming himself has he got experience with it or um i think he does it in part for his job i think he, he certainly got in quite confidently and and one thing for sure is that we're quite mindful of is that anybody that gets in and swims with us that, that we sort of were very watchful to make sure that they're safe and that they you know we're recognizing that they're okay but he was absolutely fine yeah he was absolutely fine he didn't put his head under but we, we forgive him <laughs> wasn't quite as brave as you guys no no i don't think so <laughs> so the international ice swimming association world championships to give it its full title kicks off on the 12th runs through until the 15th what's actually involved what will you have to do so we're all in heat with um similarly timed swimmers so um, it kicks off with the the maximum distance they do is a thousand meters because that's a, a very big stress on your body, particularly when you're competing. Then there's 500 meters, there's 250 meters, 150. So before we're allowed to compete as well, I must stress as well that we have a rigorous pre-swim medical, and and again there's really tight qualifying process that the organization insists on before we're we're allowed to go so so i'll arrive and i'll present my medical notes i have to present the details of my swim and everything and and, and sort of demonstrate to them that i'm fit and healthy and well enough to be able to swim and then we're all there is basically 500 swimmers from 42 countries going to be competing so it's a really growing extreme sport and we all we all arrive on mass and we're sort of then then there's heats on particular days and we we sort of go out within our heat and I think there's like you know when you see them at the um, at the Olympics when they come out and some they go and here's Adam Peaty and he walks out and all that I think there's all of that goes on and I, I understand it that they're not called FINA anymore I think they're called something aquatics but it was FINA and they're going to be there because they're looking to take it to the Olympics. Um, so they're going to be there observing and, and, and seeing how it's all done. So, so they're hoping in reality that it will become a winter Olympic sport. Which would be amazing. Yeah, that, that'd be so good for you guys. And where exactly in the French Alps is it, Jackie? Someone, if I pronounce okay. that correctly. Have you been there before? No, I haven't. No, no, it's my first time. So we fly to Geneva and then it's about an hour away from Geneva. 
I understand they've had snow overnight as well, so it's there's a covering of snow. So it'll be looking very pretty. Uh, yeah, I've seen the photos. It looks lovely, but I think, uh, yeah, very exciting. I just don't need to slip before I get in. That'll be the... Uh... Yeah, fingers <laughs> crossed. How physically fit do you have to keep yourself? Is there, is there a rigorous uh, regime that you do at the gym, aside from your swimming? And is there a special diet that you stick to? How's it? How's that work? Well, I mean, speaking of diet, I have just had an, a text from one of the teammates tasking me, which I've done this afternoon, to go to Betty's to get the fat rascals. Cause every <laughs> that That's ace. Every swim that we've done. When we did, we did the channel um, the year before last, and I was, again, tasked. So, bless them, Betty's provided us, the whole team, with fat rascals. And we introduced the guys on the boat who are who live in Dover. We introduced them to fat rascals, and we still get emails going, can you send us some more? Oh, <laughs> so good great. work. So, basically, I've just had a message from them saying, can you just nip to Betty's? Don't forget to get the fat rascals. Otherwise, we'll be really upset. So, I've been in today just to get them for them. Excellent. So, Fuel-wise, we are not solely fueled on Betty's fat rascals but pretty much predominantly so um i think everyone's different and what what works for some people doesn't work for others i think it's over time knowing what works and what doesn't work and i've been really really fortunate that the guys from swim your swim have been they are great coaches in the open water but as well as that ben shaw from from lift he's been coaching me here he's been like we've been in the pool together he's been advising on race technique and strategy which may go out the window on the day but that's what he does you know he races and everything so he's been sort of helping me just sort of work out how I'm, I'm best going to be done and then it's been sort of sometimes I do a double swim so I'll go to the pool in the morning and do some sprints and then head up to the, the the outdoor pool in the afternoon and do some more there but the outdoor swimming obviously is quite short because of the, the cold you can't be in for ages and ages training sometimes twice a day going from one to the other and then a little bit of gym work for me but not too much I just prefer to swim and like I said everyone's different diet wise I think I'm sprinting rather than long distance, so I don't need that as much energy to keep me warm because I, I won't be in particularly, oh God, fingers crossed, not for very long. But um, I think, you know, there's chocolate mostly, I think, is the is the key to winning. Sounds good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and, and warm up those, uh, those gooey rascals just so you get the chocolate oozing out the middle when you cut into them. That's, all, that's always good. Yeah. Definitely. That's the way. That's the way. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they've asked me actually because last time when we did the channel, there was, I also bought some biscuits which never actually made it to the boat. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Your Harrogate podcast. If people want to follow you, are you going to be blogging whilst, whilst you're out in France or are you just focusing solely on the heats? Oh, no, I'm always blogging and Instagramming and, and what have you. Um, yeah, I do. Um, I, obviously, I won't be writing the blog um, whilst I'm over there. I'll do one when I get back. But no, I'm, I'm always sort of photographing and videoing and putting little updates on Instagram and Twitter and what have you. Um, so yeah, it's quick and easy. The writing takes a bit longer to do. But yeah, no. So if anybody would like to sort of follow along and, and check the progress, it's Open Water Woman on Facebook as well, Instagram and Twitter. And I know that uh, via those pages, you, you share information and, and links if anybody is actually interested in, in maybe trying out, first of all, cold water swimming, which ultimately led you on to, to ice water swimming, didn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It sort of seems a bit, I'll say it doesn't, I'll say it seems a natural progression, but it's not at all. It's, um, <laughs> it's I just made that decision. I thought, no, do you know what? I'm going to give it a go. I think it's one of those things where it, it feels like, you know, I'm, I'm 51 now and it feels like I've got to do things before they start to drop off or fall off. You know, it's, uh, 
you've got to do things while you still can don't you while you're fitting well enough to do it so absolutely well it's brilliant that you're you're part of it and i wish you all the luck in the world and if we may we'd love to catch up with you once the championships have come to a close I'd be delighted to you'll have a gate.